that was my first experience with drinking anything. And I mean, I was gone. Your first? First. 18. Uh, that was it. Oh, you were big Dude. time then. So. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, this is Alex Sturgeon with the Hobbytown Hobbyplex, and as you can see, I'm going solo today because uh, Will forgot to inform me that he was going on vacation this week, or maybe he did tell me, and I just didn't remember because I do that a lot. Bueller. 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 Uh, either way, uh, it's just me. I'm going to go over um, uh, some things that happened this week uh, in the world of of Hobbytown Hobbyplex, maybe something else. Uh, there was the Hobbytown convention. And this last weekend, I'd like to tell you guys a little bit about that. Um, probably will try to interact more with the, with, the, uh, with the comments. So if you got an idea or something, just post it up. As always, this show is sponsored by Pivot Lending Group. You can find them at pivotlending.com. Mention, uh, mention our show to Don Zoller or Aiden Olson's dad and uh, find yourself with a $500 lender credit or 0.125 off your interest rate and uh, get that home loan or refinance done. Probably sooner than later would be my, my guess. I know I've been saying that for a little while, but, uh, so, uh, this week, uh, what happened this week? We saw, it's kind of cool. It's Hobbytown always did these Hobbytown conventions and it was basically like a big old vendor, um, uh, deal where you get all these companies to come together. They have shows like this a lot, like trade shows. That's what it is. Trade show. They have the, uh, the big one in Vegas. I think, um, RCX basically is kind of a big trade show. There used to be the big Chicago show, but I think that's, I think they actually moved it to Las Vegas. Um, and there's several other ones uh, that can happen around there. But the one that, that I always went to was the Hobbytown one since like 2005. I think even when I was running the, uh, the Lincoln racetrack um, way back in like 2001 or two, I think they had me kind of manage the demos. They were doing these demos on the, the Lincoln Hobbytown dirt track back when there was a dirt track. And then I got to go, I got to go like drive a car at the main embassy suites thing. And I was wearing this really cool Futaba shirt and with tan pants. It looked really professional because normally I don't normally I don't look professional. But anyways, uh, the biggest thing that, that I remember from there is that Traxxas, uh, that was back when we had crystals, right? That's how old this was. And Traxxas had just released, uh, maybe it was the year post that where they, they had just released the Revo. So everybody's really interested in it. But anyways, there was only six frequencies, 27 megahertz. And Traxxas kept hogging all the frequencies and Team Associated was trying to de- do demos. Um, I think Duratrax was there trying to do demos. And Traxxas kept, kept being like, well, sorry about your luck, but this is the six channels we have. And uh, they were trying to do demos in Oak Lake, which is just right across the, uh, the road. So, so you'd get these interference things. And I remember a manufacturer coming up to me and giving me crap about it. And uh, I was like, I don't really know what I'm doing here. <laughs> like, uh, that probably didn't impress anybody, but uh, that was good times. But I didn't have to do that anymore. Some of the nice things about 2.4 gigahertz, you don't really have to worry about that sort of thing at all. Unless somebody's got a fly sky radio, then you have to be like on guard. Your car's just going to shoot off for no reason. It's getting interfered with. But we haven't had it in two years, right? So they haven't had the Hobbytown convention for two years. This is the first year back. And uh, the one thing that I noticed was um, not as many vendors, manufacturers were there. There's been times where not only did you have the main floor and the side floors, but you had uh, a top row of companies. And I think some of that has to do with the fact that some of these companies lately, like let's say Proline, have been gobbled up by Horizon Hobby. So and AKA for that matter. So they, they, they're all kind of in the same spot now, instead of being in different separate areas. I remember, you know, years past there was, there was axial proline, AKA um, team associated wasn't there this year, which was kind of a bummer, but now a lot of those are under the same umbrella. So that's kind of how it ended up maybe feeling smaller than it was. My main purpose of going this year was just to, I wanted to look at stuff that wasn't RC oriented, you know, um, I've been kind of put in charge of the gaming section at the Plex. Um, so any, any magic Pokemon, Warhammer 40k, any D&D stuff, you know, that's all been stuff that I've been trying to manage and take care of. And so I wanted to see what was available and turns out none of the gaming people were there except for Warhammer, except for, uh, um, games workshop. So I got to talk to them. We got some ideas. I think we're going to be doing 
a hobby night two Thursdays out of the month. So right now we're doing a Gundam build on the second and fourth Thursday of the month. And I think we're going to do like a hobby build on the first and third Thursday of every month. And it's mainly going to be like, um, like painting and stuff. And I want to turn that into eventually is like an actual gaming night. Cause we just haven't had any of that yet, but hopefully that'll turn into something. So I'm going to be working on that, getting that promoted. It's kind of like starting from scratch, just like we did way back in 2005 when, um, you know, we were starting the off-road track and, and, uh, looking for ways to, to draw new people in, not have people feel intimidated or, or, um, scared to participate in any way. I want to kind of do that with the gaming thing too. With the Bandai stuff that we've been doing, I mean, we've already, we've already expanded our base of customers by quite a bit, you know, so it's, it's uh, kind of cool to see some of them sort of cross over into RC. I'd like to see some RC crossover into the gaming side too. I think that'd be really fun. But the, uh, the Hobbytown convention takes place usually in the middle of July um, in Lincoln, Nebraska, because uh, that's where Hobbytown is, is from. Their first stores were in, uh, were in Omaha and Lincoln, and I th- believe that it was uh, started as a franchise with home base there in Lincoln. So that's what, I'm, that's what I went down there for and uh, got some ideas there. But then I also just, just I, I, this year I specifically wanted to look at stuff that I normally would just walk right by. Super chat. Nick Nuthouse just gave us a super chat. Yay! Have the Plex owner send you to Gen Con. It's the ultimate gaming convention. I will look into that for sure. I'd like to go to like the Vegas show. I've never been to that one before, but I would like to go just to say that I, that I have. And plus there's probably a lot more stuff there as well. You tend to see the Hobbytown convention. Everything's really focused on Hobbytown, which is good. I mean, it's good for us because there's deals available and, packages and stuff like that so have you been to vegas before i haven't been to the vegas show the only shows that i've ever been to are the Hobbytown convention i i the chicago show was always a big deal a long time ago but even then i think i don't think uh the previous owner for sure kind of stopped going i don't even remember him going <laughs> so it must have been like before 2004 you know but i think john i think it would be good for john to go to a couple of these other bigger ones that are more not just focused on hobby town, but also focused on the whole, the whole thing. Absolutely. I think that'd be good for him. So I'd like to go, he could take me along with him. I think that'd be great. I'm just kidding. No, I'm not. Take take me with you. Take me with you, please, (laughs) please take me with you. Uh, okay. What did I find there? So there was this really cool, let's see, there's some, uh, some new specs, these magnetic like things that you can, make things out of i guess um they have some new colors i thought that was pretty neat i know those would sell really well specs also has this um like a uh, like a fidget spear they called it you know fidget spinners were kind of a big deal i think that sort of went away but there's still these things that kids like to you know play with and stuff like that they had those i took pictures of those there's this really cool i saw lava lamps there this year i've never seen i don't think i ever remember seeing lava lava lamps at the Hobbytown convention before that seems weird (laughs) yeah i i maybe I mean, you normally you think of lava lamps are like Spencer's gifts and stuff. I think that's where I got mine right, exactly. actually back in the day. Hold on a second. We haven't done one of these proper in a while. Oh, I haven't had one all day today. That's really good. Hey, pass me a kickstart. How is it that you went an entire day without a, without a kickstart? Well, I had to go to the dentist today. Oh, so, okay. Mondays? Mondays are my normal day off, right? If Gretchen also has a day off, then it's not a normal day off for me. It's like I have to get up at like 9 or 10 and spend time with my wife and go do stuff. And usually we end up spending stupid money like we shouldn't be spending. So today, Gretchen had to work, so... I had an actual day off and that means that I slept until like noon and my, uh, and my dentist appointment was at one thirty. So got up and cleaned up and, you know, brushed my teeth, made sure I had good breath. And then I hopped on my bike and I took off to the dentist appointment and it took an hour and a half. Didn't get home till three. I'm, uh, I got a whole, I got so many projects in my room. We're going to have to do a, uh, we're gonna have to start doing, um, after hours again here shortly. Hobbyplex after hours with Alex Sturgeon because I have I have a stupid amount of RC stuff I actually need to work on constantly so I honestly I just didn't have time 
like I, I didn't want to stop and be late to the dentist appointment. And then I didn't want to, I didn't want to be late, um, getting back home because I had so much stuff I wanted to work on before this, before I had to take off to this, then it started raining. So I actually just drove instead of riding my bike here. So did it rain a lot out there? Enough to make it uncomfortable for me to ride my bike. I don't, that's like my worst fear is getting rained on while I'm trying to ride. Uh, Steve RC real quick is a main part of the hobby town convention since they do the website. In fact, they are, they were there. Um, they're always there, which is nice. And, uh, I'm pretty sure even though they won't say it, but I'm pretty sure that the Hobbyplex was one of the, if not the first big account they had of hobby town when hobby town and a main hooked up so that a main could run the e-commerce website. Um, we automatically got into hobby town distribution. I mean, a main distribution, which we had never been, uh, we've never, we had never gone through before. And I started using it specifically for that kind of, um, dialed in RC stuff, stuff that you wouldn't normally find, you know, through, through, uh, uh, horizon hobby or anything like that. It was purely for racers. So like a lot of pro tech parts, I guess, you know, stuff like it's their brand, but, but that's one of them. And then, and then I also used a main a lot for drone racing back in the day, I think 2016, 17 drone racing was pretty big in our area. So I was tasked with finding stuff for that crowd. And for a while I thought we were doing pretty good, but that, that section moves so fast and those guys are so, they don't give a crap about brand name. All they care about is price. So if you had something that was like $2 more than it was on Amazon, they just wouldn't buy it from you. So it, it started to get kind of annoying and uh, started to lose its luster too, as far as um, uh, keeping it in the store, you know? So, but then now, I mean, I, we've got a ProTech screw aisle. We've got so much stuff. That we get from a main, all of our drifting stuff pretty much comes from a main, lots of crawling stuff. They've been a really good source for crawling stuff, you know, things like that. So anyways, uh, back to the hobby town convention real fast and then I'll stop talking about it. But, uh, lava lamps. I was going to tell my story about lava lamps. You ready for this? There was lava lamps. We're not going to start carrying lava lamps, but in the lava lamp selection was this really cool led lit up thing that had these fake jellyfish, like doing flips and stuff like that in it. And, uh, there's two of them. There's a small one and a big one. And the big one really impressed us. Well, we're going to get both of them. Um, so it's lava lamp like, but not really like a lava lamp. My first, my first lava lamp I got from Spencer's gifts. I believe my mom got it for me because I asked for it for my birthday. Happened to be the same year that I turned 18, that I graduated high school and the same Christmas season that my stepdad chip bought me Pink Floyd Pulse. Dude, ah, okay. Pink Floyd Pulse is a fantastic uh, Pink Floyd playlist. Like, it's got all the Dark Side of the Moon and it's got all the important songs from, um, uh, oh, geez, from The Wall and from, uh, um, what's the other one? Animals. I think there's a whole bunch of really good ones on there. So it's a really good album. And it had a little LED that would, that would flash. And, it, and, it, and it, uh, it flashed for a super long time, but then eventually it ran out of, out of battery. Uh, but anyways, true story. My mom and my stepdad decided that the week that I got out of school as a senior, that they were going to go on a trip. Uh, it was a Thursday, Friday, Saturday trip. Oh, I did have a strobe light. I did have a strobe light. You're right. Margie's tuning in. <laughs> the strobe light I got myself because I had this, I had this idea. I, I, I lived in the basement, right? And I, it was a big open basement. So I had this idea that I've always wanted to have like parties and stuff. Now that I'm much older, and I hate people, I can't believe I actually wanted to do that. Because <laughs> why would you want to have that many people over? It's stupid. Anyways, I finally had this party, okay? Finally had this party, and I had it because I was like, you guys are going away? And they're like, yeah, we're going to be back on Sunday. And I'm like, I'm having a party. How old are you, McLovin? Old enough. Old enough for what? It's a party. So I invited some people over, uh, this girl I knew, uh, she was underage, but she had an older sister. Her older sister went and got alcohol. <laughs> this is, this is a terrible story, but you know what? Whatever. Who cares now? I smashed a 40 ounce Magnum, Magnum 40. I smashed one of those in about five minutes, maybe less because I was trying to impress this girl. Okay. And then and then on top of that, I had some more, but, but, but I was, I mean, that was my first experience with drinking anything. And I mean, I was gone. Your first? First. 18. Uh, that was it. 
Oh, you went big Dude. time then. So <laughs> <laughs> she left. I did all that work. I drank that whole thing. Got super smashed and, and she had to leave. Her sister took her home by like 10 o'clock. Like the whole, the whole thing was just, it was just for her. It was like, it's like, Hey, <laughs> I finally have you in my house and let's get drunk. And then, and then she left. So then I'm just, I'm just stammering around drunk the whole night at 4am. Okay. 4am. Everybody's passed out. Right. Uh, some dude. This is why I don't like red Twizzlers at all. Like, I don't even like Twizzlers, period, but especially red Twizzlers is because uh, a buddy of Chris Catlett and ours ate a whole bag of red Twizzlers and then downed six Bud Ices. Remember that? Bud Ice? Yes. Downed yes. six Bud Ices and then puked it all up in my waterbed. Gross. Over the side, in between the little crevice where the waterbed and the, and the side of was that I was always super comfortable. Oh, that's this right. Just destroyed my waterbed. So then anyways so i'm sitting there at like 4 a.m wide awake i'm starting to sober up and i've got pink floyd pulse playing in the background and i think hey you came on and i'm just staring at my blue lava lamp as as i'm listening to hey you and i just looked up and i went i think i'm sober and then i went into full cleanup mode because i had to clean up that twizzlers and it was disgusting i had to use a shovel it was bad there was a lot. Oh, there was a God. lot of red. How much was there? The place. Um, so I had to do that. I had to fix a chair because this behemoth of a man, uh, kid, whoever, uh, never met him before that night named Andy came over and he destroyed one of Chip's chairs, like his dining room chair that he, he, he brought with him when he, when my mom and him got married, just absolutely destroyed this chair. So, and then there was just crap everywhere. And, uh, I had to do all that by like 8 a.m. Sunday morning or something like that. And one of the one of the girls that was there with that Andy dude actually came back at like 6 a.m. I'll never forget this. She came back and helped me. I never met her before that night. And she came back and helped me clean up all of it. And I don't think I've seen her since. That was like 30 years ago. Wow. 25 years ago. I don't even remember her name. I know what she looks like. I was going to say, you should look her up on Facebook. I should, but I don't remember her <laughs> name, to be honest with you. Anyways, weird experience, but uh, lava lamp, lava lamp was awesome. I just remember staring at the lava lamp, having like a, like a, um, uh, a moment and then, and then just going, oh shit. I think I'm, I think I'm sober now. We better clean this crap up. Like just like that. Existential clarity. Existential moment. There you go. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) (sighs) So that's actually the first thing I thought of when I saw the lava lamps at the hobby town convention was uh, the first time that I ever got super smashed. Did you have a blacklight posters too? I did. I had a Marilyn Manson blacklight poster. Nice. Yeah. I had a blacklight too. Uh, anyways, uh, I wandered over the Tamaya section. Tamaya had their new um, uh, C, what is it? C, CCO1. Back to RC cars, people. Enough about bad drinking experiences. Um, but the CCO1 Bronco, pretty highly detailed um, scale crawler from, from Tamaya. I thought that was pretty cool. Um, let's see what else stood out. There was a couple planes I saw, but I don't the the thing about planes is I don't trust the source most of the time. And the reason why is because most of the time if something goes wrong, like let's say let's say somebody comes in and they bought and then they buy a uh an e-flight plane of any sort, right? If there's something wrong, generally speaking, Horizon Hobby will take care of it. Well, any other brand doesn't really do that. You 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 ha- you have to direct the customer to go direct. And that just creates a ton of conflict and tension between you and the customer when you have to tell them, you know, I'm sorry, but in this case, we can't help you. It's unfortunately that way with Castle Creations, Hobby Wing, Trinity's been having some motor problems. We can't take back one of their motors. It has to be done direct through the, through the consumer. So it's kind of a weird area. Luckily, anything that Horizon Hobby, you know, owns, it's different. But, but this plane looks great. I just don't, I don't necessarily know if that's the right route to take i don't know but i'm i'm still i kept the card i might look into it because they're the they were cheap enough and there's enough margin there where it might be worth getting them in there was some other cool things and then i went to the hobby town lincoln store just to check out their gaming area which dan down there is done a phenomenal job with that store i I know that it's not a huge rc store but we're not a huge gaming store so it's it's kind of weird how the omaha lincoln stores each have their own um area of expertise i will say 
this made me jealous. Dan down there at uh, the Pioneer Park store has all flavors of orange kickstart, great kickstart, all kickstarts. That's what I was trying to say on hand available to purchase, which, you know, we gotta, we gotta get that going. That I'll probably, I'll, dude, I'll probably end up buying it all of them. Um, there was a bunch of gaming stuff that I'm going to try to, um, get here. I got some really good ideas. He's got a ton of like board games down there. And I think, I think that's easy for us to fill in. So I took a lot of, uh, pictures of barcodes and stuff like that. So that's about it. The nothing too major. Um, I do use the convention as kind of a jumping off point when it comes to contacting companies for our summer series prizes. And since there wasn't a whole lot down there, I really just talked to a main and, and horizon hobby about it. So that was good. I had really good conversations with, uh, with Jason and Shane from a main. There wasn't anything groundbreaking. There wasn't anything earth shattering, you know, every once in a while we'll go down there and, and somebody will have something that, that you didn't know was coming out or that you knew was coming out, but you never really got a chance to look at it. Um, I mean, I remember when the slash first came out in 2008. I mean, that was a big deal. Um, cause they had a sample of it down there, but, uh, nothing this year, nothing real ground shaking. We're kind of in this weird spot in the hobby, in my opinion, where there's not really anything too crazy that looks like it's coming out in the near future. They did have the 4S Creighton, which I got, to, I got a chance to look at and I uh, thought was pretty cool. We should be getting our hands on those soon. They delayed it, I think, by month. So um, hopefully by the end of August, we might be able to get those out. Any new boats? I did not see any new boats. Nothing new. So we're just not, we're just not going to acknowledge that, uh, that super chat then, right? Which super chat? Oh, <laughs> Nuthouses? Oh, Nick Nuthouse with another boy. Nick Nuthouse is... Uh, Spend it. No, no King Cab 2.0 trucks, Corey. That sucked. Actually, funny story about that. I told it to my guy, one of the to my guys, there's three guys there about my story about how I acquired my King Cab from Corey. And uh, it's kind of weird because I, I've wanted a King Cab pretty much my whole adult life, really, since like 94, 95, since they came out. And, uh, and I really actually started looking in the, in the 2000s when eBay kind of became a thing. And, uh, um, I ended up getting one from um, Dewey uh, in, in Sioux City for a trade, but it didn't have the correct wheels on it. And the wheels that were correct were painted over, so it was still kind of missing some stuff. And then literally like three weeks later, Corey Kablenny comes around and says, hey, what do you think I should do with this? I'm like, you should totally sell that to me. <laughs> so now I have an actual, correct, beautiful King Cab in my collection, which is never going to see a track or dirt or nothing. It's just going to it's sitting up there. So, um, but no, I actually told the, to my guy about, about that. And, uh, honestly, he didn't seem that impressed. He's kind of bummed out. Like, really? This doesn't make you happy, but no, not really. Um, maybe I was, uh, I think I was speaking to the wrong to my guy, but that's okay. The other guys were busy, so it all worked out. Super chat. Margie, spill some dirt on Alex, please. I honestly don't think that Margie knows anything about me that, that I, I haven't already told people. I just don't. That's exactly what she said. Yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm totally open about my, uh, my dirty, rotten past. I've talked about how I punched my mom before on here, right? I don't think so. Didn't that come up? That came up once. Has it? Yeah, I've talked about it before. I know I've talked about it before. That's probably the worst. That's probably the worst day. But see, my mom got me back because not only did she like outpower me, she outweighed me by like three to one. So she was able to take me, basically break me in half, throw me on the ground and then sit on me until I calm down. So like I said, open book. There's not much out there that, uh, it, uh, yeah, don't punch your moms, people, especially when they die of cancer. <laughs> like god like that's it's the worst ah okay and then i left i left the hobby convention and before i left i took uh, 70th street home for some reason because i had to go to pioneers park so then i took pioneers park and i took it straight up to uh to cornhusker road and i happened to, to drive by um toys from the past and uh i stopped because i have never been in there and i wanted to go in there and uh and I, I found this. I, I had to buy it because I, I had to splurge on something. So I got my slave one. Hasbro, 1996. 
it still has Han Solo and Carbonite inside of there. I'm not going to open it up for you guys because it'll take forever. But uh, yeah, so Peter, Renell, you inspired me to uh, to buy this when I was down there. There was a lot of other stuff that I should have bought or could have bought, but I would be very poor right now if I had bought everything that I wanted. So now I know what to ask for like my birthday and Christmas and stuff like that. So I actually brought this to add to the collection out here because my sister and my brother-in-law has one hell of a uh, uh, Star Trek and Star Wars um, collection out there. Mostly Star Trek, though. The Star Wars stuff is pretty much mine. Yeah, most of Star Trek. Uh, Star Wars stuff. Yeah, sure. most of Star Wars stuff's mine that I've, I've donated to the cause down here. But uh, And it looks awesome. Yeah, it does look pretty freaking sweet. So, so there you go. That was, the, uh, that was the convention. Like I said, not a whole lot of groundbreaking stuff this time around. Um, I did use it as a jumping off point. So, there you go. Nuthouse says, did you end up with a bunch of stuff? The Lincoln store had all sorts of stuff they snagged from the show and uh, they didn't want to ship back home. Yeah, there was some stuff. I think we were supposed to get a rack from, from uh, Games Workshop. I think we ended up with a tiger. So pretty soon, our store is going to be changed a little bit again on the non-RC side of the store. We're going to move around a couple um, aisles and there's going to be this massive toy display of toys for sale and on top of it's going to be a tiger and i think the tiger roars when you walk by it so uh, we got the tiger from there they didn't want to they didn't want to have to ship it back oh let's see i got some i got some uh playmobil star trek stuff that i gave to uh to rich and margie so because i knew they would super like that i thought that was pretty cool yeah that always happens you know it kind of depends on who you talk to usually the the local stores either lincoln or, or us get get some of the good stuff so the winner is kind of a quiet period right now. It looks like for the, uh, for RC race. And I think the next, uh, one of the next big races coming up will be the wicked weekend pretty soon. And, uh, and then the 10 scale Nats in August, I think it's the third week of August for us. The summer series is this weekend. And I wanted to chat with Will about what, uh, what to expect from that. But since he's not here, I'll just tell you guys, um, no track change coming this time around. Uh, we've only really raced once. That was this weekend. Um, we had a kind of an open date um, the previous week where we, we did run some laps, but we didn't really have a race race. And, uh, you know, to be honest with you, we're building new parts of the track when it's freaking hot out. It's not exactly the most super fun thing to do. So uh, since we've really only had the INS race and one or two club race days on it, I just felt like there was no real need to, uh, to change anything this time around. Um, I will be plugging some holes and stuff. You know, the track gets, track gets used a lot during the week. And um, so this Friday, Thursday night, Friday, I'll, I'll be out there with the tamper, just, just fixing up any holes, trying to, trying to smooth out any, um, any of the rough sections. You know, the track's gotten a little cracked because some of the doors have been opened up lately for some nitro guys. So um, I've been just pouring tons of water on the track to try to keep, um, trying to keep it together. The August round, there will be a small change. I have a really cool idea. So if you hate the whoop section, you only got one more race to worry about it. It'll be gone for good in August. So we'll just put it that way. There was some racing this week, though, and I wanted to chat about it. We actually had a pretty decent week. And you know what's crazy? This is crazy. So we had 32 entries on Tuesday. I believe that's the most Tiny Tuesday entries we've ever had. 32 was a new, was a new high point for us. 32 entries with 25 people. Uh, Saturday racing, we had 31 with 18 people and 32 with 22 people. So tiny Tuesday right now is uh, kicking everybody's butt and, uh, props to my son, Emerson and Logan Prismanis. Cause they've been, they've been really uh, pumping that up. They've been doing a good job with social media. They've been doing a good job with customers, just trying to get new people into it. Um, like I said, I really do believe that tiny Tuesday, I think is, is definitely going to, um, grow even more once it starts getting cold out. I, I really think that, um, we might lose a few racers because of school starting up, you know, here in August. But I think that uh, Tiny Tuesday has a really good area of growth. And it's fun. Part of the reason why it's because it's fun, too. So Wednesday had racing. You know, there was only 16. That's kind of par for the course for them. Um, but Friday night, we had uh, me. I ran the races Friday. Uh, Logan was at the uh, uh, off-road riot in uh, Kansas City at Fastlane. And so I got to run a rare Friday night race for myself. I thought we did pretty good. We had uh, A and B main and plex spec. Um, we had 17.5 buggy. We had a kind of a combined truck class, 13.5 wheeler. You can always expect those two classes for sure. That's what I tell people come in the store. 
If you get a buggy or four wheel drive, you're pretty much guaranteed to always have somebody to race with no matter what night you come. And that kind of shows up here. And then we ran a, a very small Plex uh, slash class, which was super fun with me, Emerson and, uh, oh yeah, Eric Jarman. Durr. Sorry, Eric. I blanked on you. All right. So here we go. So Friday night, big shout out to Daniel. I'm going to kill your last name. Daniel Tyrer. Tier? Daniel Tier. If you're watching, put phonetically how to pronounce your last name. Because I don't think I ever actually said your last name at all this weekend because I didn't want to screw it up. Uh, but Daniel has been coming and practicing quite a bit. Um, we actually discovered that he had a problem on his front end. We got it fixed. Um, all of a sudden, his truck had turned better. And uh, he took it to a TQ. No, he didn't TQ, but he turned it to a win on a, on a Friday night Plex spec. So that's his first time he's ever won um, anything uh, so far at the Plex. So big props to him. We'll talk about him again when we talk about Saturday. Tyler Remoreed was a second. Alex Eichler had a rough, rough time in qualifying, but finished in the, in the top three. Isabella McMullen was there. She, uh, she was right where she qualified at. Robert Klein. Um, was fifth. Connor Mackey was sixth. Liam Troy was seventh. And Kurt Mackey was eighth. There was a lot of different families there Friday, which was great. There was some more. I think there was like four Mackeys altogether, which was pretty cool. Two-wheel drive buggy class. Uh, Emerson jumped in. He was supposed to qualify, but he was working. Actually, he was working for uh, for Logan, I believe. So he might have been working for me. Anyways, uh, so he took the win. Um, TJ Williams was second. Trevor Moss was third. Josh McMullen was fourth. Anthony Santi was fifth. Eric Jarman was sixth. Alex Eichler was seventh. And Nick uh, Petrick was eighth. The mixed bag truck class, uh, John Haas walked away from everybody with his four-wheel drive truggy. Um, Anthony Santi had the two-wheel drive, got second. And then Eric Jarman with the four-wheel drive mini truggy was third. And then 13.5 four-wheel drive. TJ Williams drove really strong. Um, was getting 24-second laps pretty much all day. He took the TQ and win. Trevor Moss was second. John Haas was third. McMullen was fourth. And Connor Mackey was fifth. And then the slash class, Eric Jarman took the win by eight hundredths of a second. So it was 0. 0.080. And, uh, and then Alex, and then I beat Emerson again, which is always really fun. For those of you guys that don't know, we don't take the slash class seriously at all at the Plex. In fact, it's, it's more of a reason for us to run into each other than it is to actually you know race, worrying about time and all that other crap that goes along with it. So I had the lead <laughs> and then I waited I waited a little bit on the, um, because if you're in the lead with everybody close to you, chances are going to get smashed. So I, I let, I let Emerson go by Emerson screwed up and blew the takeout on me. And then I screwed up and blew the took out, take out on Eric and Eric got around for the win. So a lot of fun. And actually it was Trevor Moss that ran that main of Eric. So we might, we might've pulled Trevor Moss into the slash club too. To be honest with you, I don't know why everybody doesn't have a slash. I've been saying this for two years now with the truck series. The truck series finishes August 6th, by the way. If we have 25 people, there should be 25 slashes. That's all I'm saying. It's super fun. We would run, we would run, I would run 20 trucks at once if we could do it. Cause I think, cause, the, cause that's the max we can put in the computer. And I think it'd be super hella fun. I think it'd be hilarious. I think it'd be comical. It'd be, it'd be good YouTube content as well. I would totally video that one. Uh, okay. So Saturday you had, uh, again, like I said, 31 entries, 18 people. Um, it was a rough day to get everybody to get corner marshals out there and it was hot. I mean, it was a hundred degrees, supposed to be a hundred degrees on Saturday. Didn't super feel like that, but then again, um, I only went out on the track like once or twice to blow the track off. So Plex spec, we were able to whittle it down a little bit, um, to one race. We had uh, Chris million, I believe came down from Sioux city, taking the TQ and win John Tripletti had a solid second. He finished, uh, he qualified six, but finished second. And then Daniel, with the stadium truck was back for another day and uh, finished third. So he qualified third, finished third. Motega was fourth. Steve Eichler was fifth. Steve Soper uh, was sixth. I think these guys all came up from Lincoln. Uh, Brad Worth was seventh. Jared Worth was eighth. Alex Eichler, poor kid. He qualified second. And then his, um, his uh, bell cranks, the ball stud that went into the bell crank, um, stripped out. So he lost steering on the second lap. George Worth was 10th. And then Travis Clancy. Um, wasn't able to go. I think he broke before the race started. Our buggy range. So we had kind of a combined uh, mod and stock buggy. I got the TQ and win. Saturday for me was just a, was just a play around with tires. There was way less grip in the track than there was the previous Saturday. So the previous Saturday we didn't have we didn't have a whole lot of cars either. But 
you know, I could still run silver slicks. And uh, at one point, Alex Vanderbeek and I were out there and I was doing, I think I did like a 23.4 uh, with silver slicks in my car last weekend. Well, this weekend, um, silver slicks for me didn't feel that locked in. Um, I ran them the first qualifier and I couldn't break the 25 second barrier. And then I went out the second qualifier with treads, my really good broken in set of summer series treads. And I was able to do, you know, 24 fives, 24 fours, that sort of thing. So I got the TQ on that round. Third race, the main, um, I was kind of watching everybody and I'm like, you know, I think, I think I should put slicks back on. Maybe we can make slicks work again. But I was out of the sauce that we were using that, that TDK gen two stuff, which we are going to get in stock tomorrow. They're supposed to be off the truck tomorrow. I ordered 24 bottles of it. So um, it takes a lot for me to change my routine and to convince me that something is better when I already have something that I, that I feel comfortable with. And um, I use that TDK stuff for the main at the INS race. And uh, yeah, so I ordered it and uh, we have, we're going to have it tomorrow. I'm probably going to buy two bottles of it because I know how, th- how quickly Emerson goes through stuff. So I was out of it. So I used PV blaster. Like I, you know, that's my usual go-to sauce and boy, I was sliding around everywhere, but I just didn't crash. So I was slow. I still, I couldn't break the 25 second barrier again when you should be doing 23s in all honesty, you know, like 23 eights or nines on a slow day. So yeah, I think, I think the sauce might've had something to do with it, but I also think the track wasn't near um, as grooved up and fast. Well, I bet you it'll come back pretty quick Friday night. I think my usual routine, you know, I practice, I break in a set of tires Friday starting at four o'clock, usually by 8 PM, you know, you can see the track as it has its groove back. So I'll be interested to see how it goes this weekend after we learned a little bit from the INS race, um, on what we can and can't get away with. So, uh, Riley Filbert was second, uh, TJ Williams was third, Connor Hausch, Eric Jarman, Travis Clancy, Alex Eichler was able to borrow his dad's car and put down an 11 lap run. And then Ben Dinger, uh, was there and finished eighth and Tom Baker, he, uh, he bailed his back was, uh, was giving him trouble. So left uh after the four-wheel drive race or the yeah he left after the two-wheel drive race oh no he was going to race the four-wheel drive sorry uh stadium truck he had a combined heat again so uh tj williams with the two-wheel drive eric jarman with the four-wheel drive connor house with the two-wheel drive and ben dinger with the four-wheel drive and then daniel wasn't able to go um in that one i think he had to leave and then it lost our four-wheel drive main could have swore that i finished it but sometimes i swear like I know things and then it turns out I don't. So I must have missed it. So the four-wheel drive guys, I'm sorry. I don't have your main here. You're really bad. Um, and then real quick, since we got the time, since uh, Will's not here, uh, we had the uh, next round of the uh, on-road summer uh, series. So 31 entries, 15 drivers. So, so you had uh, the TCS GT Pro Spec. So this is basically TTO2s. Uh, Shane Menenti with the win. Tim Ski looks like he got second by one tenth of a second. So that was a pretty close race. Travis Lover was third. Um, wow, Travis Slover came up. That's who that was. I was trying to recognize who in the heck that was walking around with an associated hat. And it was bugging the crap out of me. And it was Travis Slover. Sorry I didn't necessarily say hi to you. I was trying to figure out who you were. Plus Sunday, I was having a weird day. <laughs> didn't, did not want to be there. Uh, Jim Hungate was fourth. Uh, Tom Quinenzo was fifth. Mark Haynes was sixth. USGT, Vishal Singh. Looks like he stuck it to everybody with 31 laps. Ken McKinney was second. Chris Tyler, Eddie Vasquez, Mike Soltau was fifth. Euro Truck. So these are TTO1s with uh, those, those Euro Truck like semi bodies on them. And uh, they have a high center of gravity. They roll over a lot. You have to put a buttload of, of, uh, of glue on the outside of your front tires. Sometimes your rear tires to keep it from rolling over. Vishal Singh won by two laps. And uh, Mark Haynes was second. Tim Ski was third. Shane Manenti was fourth. Mike Soltau was fifth. Uh, Vintage Trans Am. Uh, so Vintage Trans Am, these guys use, I believe, 25.5 motors now. And uh, uh, you got to use a like 70s Trans Am body. And you have to use the Vintage tires. So uh, Ken McKinney took the win. Eddie Vasquez was second. Travis Lower was third. Mark Haynes was fourth. 12 scale, you had Riley Filbert. Um, he won by seven seconds with his uh, 17.5. He was there practicing Thursday and Friday and uh, getting his car prepped and ready, and he ended up taking the win. Chris Tyler was second. 
Jason Schald third, Jeff Goodyear was fourth, and Cody Kobe Crowell was was fifth. And then GT twelve. So these are twelve scales with with these rubber tires and uh, uh, realistic like GT bodies on them. Jason Schald took the win in that one. Ken McKinney was second. Eddie Vasquez, Kobe Crowell, and Mike Soltau. Not too bad of a race weekend. Again, this weekend we got Tiny Tuesday on Tuesday, uh, Wednesday on road, and then Summer Series, Friday and Saturday. Round three. It's only round three, but round three and four and five are going to come up quick because it ends in September. Real quick, I wanted to talk to you guys a little bit about our schedule, and then I'll get to the comments, and then we'll get out of here. So I uh, took a look at our schedule this week for fall coming up. And I wanted to give you guys, I think I might've talked about this last week, but I'm going to give you guys a, a little bit more insight as to what we're doing. So October 9th is the Hobbyplex 1000 lap enduro. Please, please, please put a team together. Okay. This is like the eighth time that we've done this. It used to be the 11th hour enduro. I know 11 hours was a long time and I get why there wasn't many teams, but this is more like eight. And I know that's still a long time, but it's a lot easier than 11. But put a team together. It doesn't matter your skill level even. You know, I whenever I pick a team, I'm always trying to pick I'm always trying to not pick a whole bunch of ringers, right? I'm always trying to pick like a couple different skill levels just to make it more fair and fun for everybody. But even then it wouldn't even matter if anybody if everybody just put together a team of ringers. It's not what it's about. It's about completing that one thousand laps first. And uh it's gonna be fun. It's still gonna be, I believe, the tenth scale track. That might be the last race on the tenth scale track, now that I think about it. So October 9th, just keep that in mind. Uh, there's going to be a couple weeks in between the Summer Series Finals, which are September 24th, and the start of the Syndicate. So we're going to have two Saturdays of just dirt club racing. And we might even, we might even do that where it's just one week, uh, the week that I'm going to be gone for the INS race in, uh, in Indiana. We might just have like a test and tune on the 8th. But then the Syndicate, Carpet Offered Syndicate will start October 15th. So the Syndicate will be October. It's going to be 10 weeks, best seven out of 10. It'll be the 15th, the 22nd, the 29th. Then it'll be November 12th, 19th, and 26th. And then it'll be December 3rd, December 17th. And then I believe I have it January 7th and January 21st going off of memory. So start planning ahead a little bit. It's coming up quick. I can't believe how quickly winter's already coming back. I hate winter more than just about anything there is to hate on this planet. And uh, it's coming up pretty quick. So <sighs> super lame, but it is what it is. Um, the techno series is November 5th, December 10th. January 14th, February 11th, and March 18th. So the uh, St. Patty's Day weekend again. That extra week just gives me more time to, to gather more stuff for you guys for the giveaways. The carpet crash-in, six, our sixth year of doing this now, will be February 24th and 25th, as always, the final weekend of February. And then the triple scoop will be January 28th, February 4th, and February 18th. And then we'll be back on dirt uh, March 4th, Saturday, March 4th. So I'm going to get this posted um, on all of our Facebook pages and social media and stuff just so everybody has something to go off of. But the, the main takeaway here is the Carpet Offer and Syndicate doesn't officially begin until October 15th. And I think we're going to have like a test and tune carpet race on the 8th is what that's going to be my 25th year high school reunion is also october 8th so i don't i don't actually want to have any major racing going on that day i want to get out of there who has a 25 year reunion is that normal yeah absolutely really okay i, I figured 10 i figured to go in 10 year increments um no no uh, they no, they have those as well okay I missed the 20 because I went to the, I went to the roar race. Uh, the, I, I announced the roar gas nets, but looking back on it, I probably should have went to my reunion. 
I have not been to a reunion ever. Uh, I hated high school. Well, you know, I, yeah, I'm, I don't have a lot of friends left over from high school. Like my, my, my close friends didn't go to my high school. Like Chris Catley went to Burke. Uh, Aaron went to, Aaron went to, uh, to North. I wonder if he's going to go. I should ask him. I'm going to hang out with him next Sunday. My buddy, Aaron, we kind of reconnected a little bit, but, uh, that's about it. I don't know. Everybody else, I just, it's kind of one of those things where you kind of want to go because I want to go because how do I put this? Like I didn't get made fun of in high school. Like I got made fun of in junior high. So it's a different, it's a different reason. Like I would, I would totally go to a junior high reunion just to be like, I just to laugh at how shitty some of these other people's lives are. Yeah. You know, but high, the high school one's different. I just, I just want them to see that I didn't turn out to be a complete like <laughs> idiot. I'm only a half idiot, not a complete idiot. <laughs> see everybody, everybody thinks the same way. Nick Nuthouse is like agreed. No desire to see the folks I graduated with. <laughs> It's kind of weird because some of the people that I do that, that, that I, there's, there are some, actually I should, I should take that back a little bit. There are some people that I've, I've only seen at these um, reunions and there are people I actually look forward to seeing, to be honest with you. There's a few, there's a few. So I've had a few people I've run into that uh, apparently knew me from high school. I have no idea who they are. Yeah. No idea. I run into that. I, I run into that a lot because I was, um, often I, I often had my head down and just sort of like tried not to talk to people at all in high school. The only people I really talked to were in my journalism class. Yeah. And uh, so I, I get that sometimes I'll get, Hey, didn't you go to North? I'm like, I have no idea who you are, but yeah, yeah, I did. <laughs> so, but uh, no, it's, it's, it's going to be interesting. I'm, I'm going to, this will be actually, you know, what's cool about this one. This is the first time any of these people are going to see me with long hair. Because the first time that I grew my hair out really long was at, I, I started growing it April of my senior year and it didn't get long, long until like, you know, two years later. And, uh, um, I cut it, I cut my hair the first time short again, the spring before I met Gretchen. How long was it then? As long as it is now? No, it wasn't. It was, it was shorter than it is now, but it was still long. But, but this is the longest it's ever been. By far. So this will be the first time these people see. I'm trying to decide if I'm going to walk in with a ponytail or not because it's two, it's two months away so I can do it now, but it'll be even better. It'll be even easier to do it then. Oh yeah. So I'm trying to decide, do I walk in with a ponytail or do I just do the whole big fro thing by then? I don't know. That's why I shouldn't get your haircut. You should wait until then. Well, I'm, I, I know that I'm, I'm talking about getting my haircut, but only, only like trim it up, like clean it up. Not, not actually cut it all off. There's no way I'm letting anybody do that. <laughs> Not at this point. Hmm. Hmm. Oh yeah. Do you have one? Let's go through some of the comments. Mark Schmidt's on here. Nick Nuthouse. We know he was on here. Steve RC was on here. John Haas. Steve RC said, Will in passing said he was just showing up on Saturday for summer series because he was on vacation. He didn't make the connection. I didn't make the connection. He would miss today. Yeah. I didn't know he was going to miss today either until he called me like, like on my way here. <laughs> but uh he's gonna miss friday practice so maybe maybe there's a shot for emerson or tom to take him down in truck i don't know i mean some people can get away with not practicing i can't i have to practice i have to practice just to get the confidence up it's not as much as like learning the track or anything like that but it's it's just confidence that's why that's why like when i go to races like the ins thing if they're having thursday practice i'm totally there because i i need that time not just to learn the layout, but to build up my actual confidence. Cause without confidence, you're, you're done. You know, uh, that's what's weird about this weekend is I, I, I actually wasn't very confident with my car because the tires, we were trying different stuff, but I think it'll be fine. Just like it always is. What are the best upgrade parts for a Traxxas Rustler two wheel drive? Thanks for asking that question. Cause I can actually answer this one. There's a couple things that I always show people. Metal shocks. So if you get the Traxxas shock upgrade, they're 59 bucks now. You get all four shocks completely metal, including the caps, the bodies, and you get the titanium coated shock shafts. That's a huge upgrade because even if you just get the shock caps, they can still pull off the plastic shock body. So if you're breaking uh, shocks every once in a while, uh, that's a really good upgrade. Plus they're super smooth. 
Um, Got to give credit when credit is due. Traxxas shocks are pretty darn good. Um, that's why a lot of crawlers use them. That's why you see them on a lot of different builds. And then STRC makes a captured hinge pin that's very important, that's often overlooked uh, by Traxxas people. It's not blingy. It's not flashy. Hardly anybody's going to see it. But it's a hinge pin that goes, instead of having the screw type hinge pin, which, which is on the outside of your arm, that as your shocks go up and down, uh, that screw backs itself out. And then when that backs out, that's how you break rear arms a lot of times is because you only have half a hinge pin holding on to your, uh, holding onto your arm. Okay. Uh, the STRC hinge pins go all the way through and they're held on the other side by a nut. So it's a cheap upgrade. It's like 15 bucks, 1599, I think, or 1999 now with the price increases, whatever it is, it's still like $20 bill basically. And, uh, that's a huge upgrade because, uh, you won't have to worry about your hinge pins coming off. Besides that, there's not much physically to the car that I would say needs to be done. You know, if you're breaking front caster blocks a lot, you know, they're fairly inexpensive. Same thing with the uh, hub carriers and stuff. You, know, you can get those in metal. I don't recommend aluminum arms. Um, I don't recommend anything like a metal spur gear that just causes more trouble than it's worth. Obviously, a brushless system is pretty cool to have once uh, if you've got the brushed car. So that's, uh, that's what I would say. But those two, those two, the Traxxas uh, metal shocks and the STRC hinge pin upgrade, uh, those two are kind of like must-haves in my opinion. Uh, let's see. Let's scroll down here. Oh, what was on this here? Doo, 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 doo. Any plans to do RC drag at Hobbytown anytime soon? Um, there's not because again, I know we've talked about, we've tried to talk about this before, but our parking lot is bad <laughs> for anything. Not just, not just, not just small cars, but real cars. So until that gets fixed, I don't really see uh, a way for us to do it close to the store. I mean, you, there is a new street down the street that doesn't get used at the moment, but eventually that's that whole intersection is going to be completely different and there'll still be lots of traffic. So I don't know, man, that's, um, that's one of those things where I wish, I wish we had an area near the store that we could do it. But, uh, right now we're just leaving it. We're just leaving it out to the other ones, um, that are doing it themselves. You should have an event here in our parking lot. Honestly, I, I had thought about that. So, you know, we could do a one-off race. Yeah. Um, there's uh all these you know these guys that are that are you pay an entry fee and you come to the, just the spot one time you know like the Vegas race you know they use that just for that. Um, these guys have an amazing parking lot that nobody's using right now pretty much, and I've tested over I've tested my my uh, my drag car and it's it's flat and it's big and there's parking for people. It could be done. Let's put it that way. Yeah, it could be, be pretty done. badass. I think. It would be. Um, but again, the problem with that is that we have such a we don't have very many people working that you would take, you would take somebody uh, away from sure, the store. Sure. So it's, it's another one of those things. It's kind of like we don't do, it's kind of like we don't do a lot of the, like the, you know, the conventions that are here in town you know, when they're, when they're applicable. Right. Because it, it takes, you know, it, something like that would take, you know, two or three of our workers away. And we have two stores that we're already trying to operate with like eight people. Yeah. That makes sense. You know, so that, stuff like that's always kind of difficult to, to put together. The other thing too is it's always kind of been our mantra that we need to be able to do it at the Plex. Sure. You know, we've, we've talked about maybe, um, touring car racing in a parking lot somewhere, but again, it wouldn't be near the store and the store is the main focus, you know? So, uh, yeah, I know I, but I've thought about it. Believe me, we've thought about it. <laughs> I've, I've, I've looked over there and went, Oh man, we could totally do one of these here. Does the Plex ever host a Saturday swap meet? Lincoln did that before COVID pay 10 bucks a table to sell your stuff. You know how we did the fun day a couple of weeks ago that actually turned out to be very successful. Um, the store did well and everybody that was there had a fun. I had people coming up to me saying they had more fun that day than they've had in a long time. So we're actually going to do those again. I think the next one that we're talking about doing is Labor Day weekend. That's Saturday. I, I'll bring this up to the owner. I think we're meeting this Wednesday where maybe we could, uh, we could do something like a swap meet on that same day. That could be cool. Cause I have some stuff I need to sell too, for that matter. You know, that's a great idea. I know, I, I know, I think of an idea like that's been brought up before, but now that I'm, you could put those two things together and get even more people to the store. That would be really good. Logan and Steve Wall went to the, uh, went to the riot down there and, uh, you know, I kind of didn't see how they did. I was going to look that up the other day and, uh, I was looking at the pro classes. I wasn't really looking 
at the sportsman classes. Let me look it up here. So expert, I bet you electric truggy. Oh, look at that. Logan got third in electric truggy. And uh, again, e-truggy going to be added to the techno series this year. So all you wankers that have been complaining about not having e-truggy, there you go. You better show up. Uh, Sportsman electric buggy. Steve Wall got seventh. The Hartshorns were there. Chad got eighth. Where did Dylan? I think Dylan was on an expert, actually. Um, that was that was the A3 main, actually. Uh, Nitro Truggy. I know they had Truggies. Let's see. Steve Wall got sixth in Nitro Truggy. Electric Truggy. Oh, they had AAA mains for Electric Truggy. Logan did get third out of all that. And Sportsman Electric. Steve Wall got 10th. And Chad Horchern got 11th. And let's see if there's anybody Sportsman Nitro. Did I just look that one up? Yeah. thought I saw Steve in there. Oh, yeah, there he is. Steve Wall got 10th in Sportsman Nitro. So, yeah. Not too bad for those guys. That was pretty cool. It's good to see. Um, nee, 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 nee. What else do we got? John Haas said Tiny Tuesday is a blast. Uh, Anthony said he's going to try to get a slash soon. Um, <laughs> John Haas says he's never had so much fun watching three trucks on the track. I can, I can completely agree with you. This is funny. Riley Filbert, can you guys please advertise on road more and not the crappy to my classes? Yeah, you know, not to say that's not my job, but on road is Tim's department. So I do my best, but uh, I got my hands full with, with my side of things. Are there awards for the truck series? Yeah, top three. Top three. Top three in, uh, in all classes. Well, I actually have to go this week and, and to crown trophy and get little trophies made. For those events, we're only doing top three. Trophies aren't such a bad deal. Trophies are so expensive. Um, but the place is down the street, so I like to do trophies for stuff like that. For like the, um, um, when we used to do the independent series, I do trophies the same way. Matt Kessel, I, I think Matt Kessel was at the, uh, was at the riot down there. Thought I saw his name. And uh, I think Demonic Wolf sixty nine. I'm pretty sure that that's uh, that's Logan. So, okay, that's it. Short show. We're gonna get out of here. I'm gonna drive home. I got some stuff to do. On uh, I got a lot of stuff to do. I got so many projects. It's ridiculous. I think I've said that before. Have we ever done a show, a complete show, without Will before? This may be the first one. I think this is the first time where yeah. I've had to do this on my own and carry the show. Oh, Demonic Wolf 69 is Chris. Chris Nelson, I forgot about that. Okay, yeah, you're right. I knew I recognized the name. Anyways, yeah, I know, I know a couple times we've like lost internet with Will and we've, yeah. had to like, we've had to figure it out, but from start to finish, I'm pretty sure this is the first time. This is the first one. This, this was not near as much fun uh, for me as having Will here. I like the banter back and forth with Richard, but, uh, but having Will there. I don't know enough about the craft. No, like you a don't. Real but, conversation, <laughs> right? But you can steer me in in general in directions if I get off track or something like that. Yeah, you did fine. Yeah, did okay. Yeah, we did okay. Uh, as always, this show brought to you by Pivot Lending Group. You can find them at pivotlending.com. Mention our show to uh, Don Zoller or Aiden Olson's dad, and uh, get yourself five hundred dollar lender credit or point one two five off your interest rate um, if you go through the home loan or refinance, and. Uh, House prices are starting to drop a little bit, so they're starting to get harder to sell. So you might have a window before the interest rates shoot through the roof and make everybody really poor again. So do it now. Do it now. Yeah, that's a good good call. Okay, I'm gonna bail. Everyone, drop a like on your way out. Yeah, drop a like on your way out, and uh, you know, hopefully, I won't have to do this by myself again. <laughs> <laughs> I think, oh, here's the other thing. Uh, uh, I think next week, I think we are going to try to do a show because it'll be the, the Monday after a summer series race. Oh, yeah, absolutely. But it's, but it's not supposed to be because it's the first Monday of the month. But I think, I think we're going to do one next week and then we'll skip the next one. But do you still do meetings on Mondays? No. No, I don't. Uh, the meeting's with the new owner on Wednesdays. Oh. Okay. And it's every other Wednesday. We don't have monthly Monday meetings anymore, so... So the reasoning for not doing it the first Monday is kind of gone, but it's just kind of stayed there. Yeah, I, nice. Personally, I like having a day off yeah, every once nice in a while right now to do yeah. anything. So. Yeah. 
but next week we should we should talk about the summer series because it'll be fresh in our minds yeah and, definitely and everybody else will want to want to see especially if something cool happens or not cool you know, hopefully nobody throws a radio or anything like that okay I'll see you guys later Thank you.